Welcome, Bills Mafia, to Bills or Bust, the podcast dedicated to all things Buffalo Bills. I'm Tom Murphy. Join in as we talk about the Buffalo Bills, of course, and also the other 31 teams in the league that will watch us win the Super Bowl or bust. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome, Bills Mafia, to another edition of Bills or Bust podcast. I'm Tom Murphy, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my good buddy and one of the big, biggest Bills fans I have probably ever met, possibly the biggest, my good buddy Jason Thurston, who is a Bills reporter for uh, Subject, a publication from University of Buffalo. Jason, thank you so much for being on yet again an absolute joy to be here especially after such a good win last week oh absolutely it's uh yeah we're definitely going to be getting into that uh so much to talk about there but uh, we're wasting no more time it, this week is moving along so quickly gotta get moving but uh, we have to go over the trivia question from last week which had to do with the raiders game i think you'll get this in about two seconds the last player for the bills to get a defensive touchdown versus the Raiders was. Oh, geez. I have no, I honestly have zero idea. I'm sure it'll make a lot of sense. Uh, it wasn't George Wilson, was it? No, I'll give you a hint. We were actually watching the game together. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like I'm going to feel very silly when I don't get it. I want to say Duke Williams, <laughs> but I know it's not that. He did one oh, versus the Jets. I remember, yeah. Yeah, I can always appreciate the obscure. I can always appreciate the obscurity of your uh, of your references, but uh, actually and ironically, was a person who got a turnover in this game, not for six, but oh wow, Milano! Oh my god! (laughs) Yep, in his rookie year, he uh, and I think it was one of his like one of his like first two starts uh, with the Bills. Which uh, made it all the more memorable. Wow, that early making an impression that I remember he did make an impression very early where you realized, oh, you convinced me. I remember on the the day of the draft, you convinced me that Matt Milano was a good choice. I had my skepticism. Uh, it was one of those things, though, the more I read about it, the more I learned to like it. And then pretty quickly you realized that it was sort of, sort of like Kyle Williams when you knew pretty fast that it was a fifth round steal. It was. Uh, Oh, yeah. I think I more or less justified it. I was like, well, you know, maybe we're in a position that we can, uh, you know, draft some special teams because the guy had special teams written all (laughs) over him. And now I think we'd probably only put him on like a desperate uh, onside kick uh, recovery. Let's apply the same to this year's with uh, the linebacker, the outside linebacker we drafted this year. That seemed. um, Oh, yes. I loved it. Yeah. You know how Absolutely. I feel about Dorian Williams. Yeah, and I, we both, I remember we both talked about it before, <laughs> that he was one of the linebackers. If we didn't get the top three, that he was one, um, if not Diane Hamley, than him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, he seemed to be the perfect choice after because it was like, I think, remember we were all saying, it's like, my gosh, all of these linebackers, they're starting to fall. And then it was like, they just all went back to back to back to back to back. And I'm pretty pleased with our... Uh, the one we have now and he'll you know no need to rush him in uh just yet but before we get into the game i'm just going to give a quick uh recap of what we saw on sunday 
In Orchard Park on week two, the Bills played nearly perfectly after giving up the Raiders' only touchdown on the first drive to not only win their first game of 2023, but to establish themselves as the dominators the rest of the NFL suspects they are, defeating Las Vegas 38-10. to Gotta say, 38-10, to that's about as convincing a win as we've had probably since before the bye week of last season. And remember, we left some points on the table, too. I mean, there was the fourth and one if they converted that and uh it really didn't feel even as close as 38 to 10 i would say it oh yeah it no just, ab- like you know yeah, absolutely after that first uh you know after that first drive where they you know five plays 75 yards and you're just thinking it's like you know you have that just brief inkling like man are the bills just really going to collapse and then that's just you know they just absolutely dominate them uh, on both sides of the ball. And yeah, like you said, we left some points on the table. Uh, you know, definitely you and you know me for sure. I can I can definitely nitpick a little bit and find places we need to improve. But uh, even I don't want to do that. You know, just it's almost one of these. I just want to <laughs> I kind of want to savor this win. We'll we'll find as we move on here, we'll definitely find some things to gripe about, but no, as you said, yeah, we yeah left a few points on the board, especially yeah the fourth and one. I do believe Diggs was wide open on that, uh, on that miss, on that miss to Knox on that fourth and one. And, uh, luckily, luckily Diggs didn't say anything about it after the game. I think he was just pleased with the result. <laughs> well, he's known for his silence. He's known for not chiming in on anything. So That's it felt part of the course with Diggs. Oh yeah. And it was, uh, and it was also like kind of just, you know, in the moment Knox was there. It wasn't, it wasn't such an ill-advised throw, but when you do see it, it's like, oh, Diggs looked like he was just completely wide open there. And but, to be uh, clear, no, yeah. Oh, to be oh, yeah, no, clear, no. I believe in the points on the board. I was fine with it, and I loved that they went for it four times on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I think it shows uh, an identity for the team. It shows that they are a team that mm-hmm. will take those chances i liked i mean i like the mix of fearlessness on the coaching and on the other hand or at least on the the general coaching the mcdermott coaching and the the kind of measured plan that dorsey had for allen and you know i've i'm I'm not one who gets critical too much obviously (laughs) i'm you know you (laughs) i tend to be a fairly positive person about things but i can get a lot of the ken dorsey Criticism. I can see where it is. I mean, on one on one hand, they had the number two DVOA uh, offense last year, so it's hard to really criticize that. And he was a first year guy, <laughs> and it was an improvement over Dable's ratings. Uh, but there are some very strange play calls that have killed drives. You saw it in the Cincinnati game. Uh, you saw it in the Jets game last year. Uh, and, mm-hmm. um, and but I think this could be the game that establishes Dorsey. Or at least takes him out of the doghouse. It either establishes Dorsey oh, as an offensive coordinator that is not getting his name chanted to be removed, uh, but mm-hmm. is one who but holds a modicum of respect and will be a name that's talked about in the next couple of years. And we might actually regret losing him because I think the game plan for this week was brilliant. Basically, it, it, it opens up a whole mm-hmm. new thing. We'll see what they do against Washington's. Uh, 
much better defense than uh, than the Raiders have. Oh, but um, but uh, I think they can like, do that. They can I think do the same. Take the short passes. Take the smart passes. Allen is a lot more accurate than his reputation. And by the way, he's the number one most accurate quarterback in the league after two games, which is kind of awesome to say. That's, it is funny, actually. I just, I just crossed that off my list because I was, um, you know, for those who listen to the show, just so you know, Jason and I usually exchange about like 30 tech average of 30 text <laughs> messages uh, a day. And it probably goes down to 30 like in the off season during the season. It's just a constant barrage. Uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, if we're working late at night. Uh, yeah, well, we usually make up for it. But yes, I thought I was I was going to text you earlier because it hadn't come up that Allen is granted two games in uh, yeah. has the number one completion percentage in the NFL. But, you know, you have to just given his reputation, despite, uh, you know, all of the praise he gets for being so dynamic, having the arm, uh, the arm strength, uh, you know, he still gets a lot knocked off for his accuracy, which might is, a, is sometimes unfair. Sometimes it's right on the money. But yeah, it's just it's nice to see him sitting here at like even if it's two games in, uh, you know, and it's, you know, we'll get into that a little later. Uh, you know, one thing he hasn't done, I think when he, he hit he, he hit Davis for that nice, uh, you know, 40 yard pass. That's about as long a pass I've seen in these two, uh, games, like actually seen him complete. Mm-hmm. I think that's the plan too. I think that that's, that's one of the things I've sort of liked about the way that they brought Allen along over the time. I felt like in the second season, they were trying to get his short game better. And in the third season, they were trying to get his long game better. And I think now mm-hmm. they're, I, I think they were trying to do it in the first game. I think it just, the Jets' defense is one that good, and two, Josh just got shook somehow. He just—I oh, mean, I think he's yeah. a very, yeah, he's a very—he's a clutch quarterback, but he can be flappable sometimes, as we well know. And uh, oh, I think yeah. they wanted to because he was doing a smart. He, it felt like he had a smart plan going in, but he also seemed a little mm-hmm. just arrhythmic uh, in the Jets game, and then in this game, oh, yeah. he just looked like he was having fun. Uh, but I think it's it's a, a sort of a brilliant plan. Pull in if Allen can play mistake free ball and just slowly uh, burrow it up the field. Yeah. If he could find that balance between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, we 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 could not be stopped. That would just yeah. be absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, you know, and he definitely can do it. It is good to see. It is good to see him completing these hyper, like high percentage of throws and such. And yeah, hopefully, you know, it can blend in. Uh, if Allen's going to start throwing for 300, 400 yards a game, that percentage is probably going to go down a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's just good to see that he's capable. I'm curious to see if it's a thing that they continue doing and how it goes, how, how it uh, works, especially against um, stronger defenses. Can they pull that off? Um, I'm still willing to believe that the first week was beyond the Jets being that good, better than they looked probably against the Cowboys, that uh, a lot of it was just sometimes teams have your number. Like the Dolphins had the Patriots number during mm-hmm. the Patriots' big years. And the Jets recently do seem to 
seem to have our number. And I'm willing to say that it's a fluky game until we see corroboration one way or the other. Thankfully, this week uh, was a reputation of it. Uh, the other uh, thing that I kind of loved is, and I hated it hearing about it. When I heard about it, not hated it, but I thought it was, I, I was a little skeptical. Um, but I heard some other, some kind of graders talking about uh, Alan, about Dorsey wanting to keep Alan, like openly saying that he wanted to keep Alan, wanted to make it more of a, not as, you know, basically they didn't want him to run as much as he did before. Uh, I don't know much of the veracity mm-hmm. of it, but uh, it definitely did seem like they were, uh, focusing more on the pass for him and whatever, whatever it was, it seemed to work. And it definitely helped that uh, James cook and Harris also and Murray uh, came through and, and the, and the run blocking of the offensive line, which has been better. Even when the offensive line has been a mess pass blocking, I've, I felt like the, the run blocking over the last, the end of last season and the beginning of this season has vastly improved. Um, Oh yeah, it's um yeah, you'll be you'll be hard pressed to find me say anything too bad about the offensive line, which is usually a very common uh whipping uh you know, whipping post for me. But uh yeah, they you know, they were they were pretty stout. Uh when I don't when I don't curse Spencer Brown's name during the entire course of a game, uh we deserve to throw a parade for him down Chippewa. <laughs> but uh, there was one, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, but you had mentioned Cook. And yes, fifth in the NFL now in rushing. He was four up until Nick Chubb uh, <laughs> played yesterday, and you know, unfortunately, it looks like Chubb's going to be out for the rest of the year. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah mentioned Damian ha- Damian Harris, very limited, uh, very limited carries, but he's kind of showing what he can do. And this was a very interesting stat. I'm not sure if you know, uh, Latavius Murray uh, on Sunday became the first NFL player to have at least one rushing touchdown with six different teams. That's, that's incredible. Not even Frank Gore. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Not even Frank Gore, not even, uh, Daniel Tomlinson. He didn't play for six teams, but, uh, yeah, no, very, uh, very great honor for uh, Mr. Murray to be uh, proud of, but, uh, yeah. And also, you know, mentioning with uh, the, you know, running game, being able to like rely on that uh, a little more is definitely going to open up this offense quite a bit. Oh, it's a very, it's a, it was a very hopeful win. That was one of the best things about this win. I mean, it was a catharsis. You got out the feelings of, Oh boy, are we as bad as some of the prognosticators of Chris Sims and people like that are saying, are, is, is it really like all the things that I've been fighting uh, back against getting annoyed with the, the announcers? What if they're right? (laughs) and this doesn't prove that yeah they're wrong but it does give you a this was the kind of win that they needed the kind of emphatic uh bloodletting of a win and it was just it's one i've been craving because you know it's like yeah yeah it's one i've been craving because remember you know i was using the uh kind of example quite a bit of the bears game uh in week 16 last year where we the the final score was definitely you know blowout ish thirty five to thirteen, but where we looked we did not look great in the first half, and you know it was almost starting to look like oh gosh is this going to be like that Jacksonville game of twenty twenty one, and then you know it's like even though we won by that convincing score it's like oh we killed the Bears and it's like but did we you know it just seems like we you know we kind of got hot at the end and 
just finally showed them who we are when we, you know, uh, and it's, and it's one of those things like I could, you know, I could be, you know, the negative Nancy here and be like, I, I don't think it's any secret. We did not play a great team on Sunday. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was, although people there, were touting them, uh, there was a lot oh, yeah. of buzz underneath them because, uh, the new, the, you know, the, the famous coach and it was all, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never been, uh, I've, I've never, uh, been too impressed with Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, and I, I think one of the things I had said was, uh, and not, not to take anything away from our team, but, uh, one yeah. thing I had texted people was like, my God, like how horrible are the Broncos to have lost <laughs> to that team by one? And especially another like, one. <laughs> Yeah, people were expecting the Raiders to kind of, you know, be, you know, you know, somewhat in like the quarterback sweepstakes, like when getting one of the prime, you know, some top ten pick. There's still people. There were still people up uh, up until about a you know week ago, week and a half ago, that were thinking the Broncos were a AFC title contender. I think that talk is out the window. But uh, you know, despite despite the Raiders being you know, a lower level team. We did exactly what we need to do against them. And uh, I think we're going to have to do this uh, moving forward to some of uh, some of the lesser teams we play. Yeah. Oh, they really, considering the schedule and how you look at the schedule, the next few games, it's not, it's not as brutal. I mean, you've got the dolphins, the dolphins are looking really good so far. Uh, Despite what happened last year, we still beat them two out of three times regardless of who mm. we're playing in there. And as of now, we've still looked, what, eight of the last nine, I believe, eight of the last nine against the Dolphins. I'm not that's taking it lightly, but I do believe that. that, that yeah, I do believe that Allen versus, they still, Tua to Hill is nightmare fuel. <laughs> then you've got Tua to Waddle. Mm. Um, I'm still not convinced that, that Tua, I think Tua has been playing well. He definitely has the skill. Um, I'm not convinced that he's not going to be compl- going to be found out at least a little bit. I'm not convinced that he's on uh, like let's say tier two yet, like the the level mm-hmm. with say Dak Prescott and uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and all of them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not quite. Maybe it's just me, but I'm not quite convinced. I feel like he still can get rattled. Uh, but the first two, the first game, he was magnificent. Mm-hmm. He was everything that he was sold to be coming out of college. Uh, the second game against the Patriots, it's against a good defense. So I really can't say anything bad about Tua so far this year. <laughs> but I do I know, think yeah. that it's a, yeah. And then you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's hard to go into love. I mean, that's, that's part of the schedule's frustration is the, uh, it's not just that they're playing these teams it's where and how they're playing them uh, like all of the three biggies philadelphia cincinnati and uh and kansas city all on the road jacksonville in their second home of london tampa bay at night mm-hmm. and denver at night for some reason both teams that they should beat handily but uh, yeah but if you're playing yeah it is a weird schedule uh, one thing i am grateful of is you know, we uh, we won't be playing in Miami until uh, December, which was definitely a you know was definitely a bane uh, a bane for us last year. One hundred eighty degree, degrees on the sidelines. We yeah, 
definitely don't want to <laughs> yeah. play oh, them absolutely. in yeah in august and september oh, yeah. October, but it's so. uh yeah yeah exactly i'm not sure if i'm ready to anoint uh to uh you know as one of like the tier ones like like you said you know i don't think he's with the Mahomeses, the burrows the allens the mac joneses kidding but uh <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know it's you know yeah i mean but we're definitely going to find out in the next few weeks uh i do think um uh tua is going to be playing the broncos this week and then he has us so he does have a I mean, we can say all we want about the Broncos, people, the defense, I guess, the the Broncos. I mean, they gave up, uh, you know, 35 points to our coming up uh, opponent this week. But, you know, who knows? Maybe that uh, the Broncos secondary might have an answer for them. Maybe he'll blow them out. Uh, but I do think I, I am going to predict regardless in week four, we will be playing yet another uh, undefeated team. I think it's quite likely. And I think we might want to hope. I mean, maybe this is a superstitious thing. But we might kind of, I don't, I'm not going to root for Miami, obviously. But I don't love the idea of playing Miami coming off of an upset loss. Um, that is that is true. I'm always I'm always against that. Like, I'd like them to be, you know, riding, you know, flying too close to the sun when they play us. Yeah, yeah. Get overconfident like you're fans i think is the uh the way no, exactly. that would be positive for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh here's an interesting thing about the bills defense uh in this past game um as great as they played and about like as completely dominant as they were uh zero sacks which was just kind of uh was kind of surprising i thought for a second rousseau was going to get credited with one but i guess uh I guess they may have called it just like a negative run by Garoppolo. It's some kind of magic because I don't know. Garoppolo was not sacked in the first game either. And that's not a very good, other than Colton Miller, that's not a very good offensive line. And didn't look like a very good offensive line in either of the games that they played. Mm -hmm. uh, they were, I mean, the, the pressures were getting there, the, the QB hits were there. Uh, it's just the finishing. Mm -hmm. You just can't get Jimmy Garoppolo down. I guess that's one of his. Oh, yeah. Secret yeah, special no, skills. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, game game manager extraordinaire is like you know I'm not going to get sacked, but I'm not going to promise you I'm going to complete everything. <laughs> but <laughs> I have uh, a feeling, yeah. yeah, I have a feeling that this week will be the time for our pass rushers to start building up some of their stats um, oh, against the commander offensive line. I think you mentioned this to me the the idea that the commanders are both allowing sacks at an alarming rate and getting sacks at an alarming rate. Absolutely. And, yeah. No, this is a, yeah. And this was a great transition into uh, the game on uh, next week. Yeah. Because I was going to say, uh, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of interesting things. I have watched the highlights at least of Washington the past few weeks and the uh, very noticeable thing. We have to talk about Sam Howell. Uh, I've mentioned him on draft shows that, uh, I was pretty. I was. I was a lot higher than him than the rest of the NFL was coming out of uh, college in 2022. Uh, and yeah, he fell to the fifth round. He's going to be. I like Sam. You know, he, yeah, he's. Uh, he, he's looked up. He's looked pretty decent. Uh, the times that he's not absolutely getting pummeled by 
either the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals of all teams, got sacked six times by Arizona and only four by the Broncos. But uh, in any highlight reel, it just seems to be like this guy, this guy is just um, has defensive line all up in his face. So I'm I'm going to say it's like we we have to get at least three against this guy. Just like win, like you know, big win or small win. Hopefully, like we just have we just have to prove like okay, it seems like every team likes to feast on this quarterback so far. So I think we we need to get part of that. You know, I love the sacks, I love the stat. So uh, yeah, I'm thinking that has to be a big thing. <laughs> I'm sure you remember this game, but it was a year. It was one of the craziest years. Uh, it was a, one of the bad drought years where they played the Washington offensive names. And they. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was a year when I think they had 21 sacks on the whole season. But they had 10 sacks. They had nine sacks on the day of the game, and they credited the Toronto, Marcel Darius with, with a sack. Yeah, the Toronto game. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, I don't know what year it was. You probably figure it out just by going back year by year by quantities of four. Mm-hmm. But but I'm it was sure a, that was, was 2011. Ah, that makes sense. That would have been, been near my guess. Um, but it was one of those little oasises in a terrible <laughs> year. So hopefully this will not be the same in that we don't get very many sacks on the year, but it will be the same in that it's the time oh, when they when they let out, when they get to the quarterback after all of these pressures, after all of these QB hits, after all of these tackles for the loss on the uh, the running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be nice to say. I have a feeling this will be the week that it will happen. Although it seems like sometimes when it's that obvious that, there are, that you should take the over on sacks for both teams, it winds up mm-hmm. being one of those games where nobody gets any sacks. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it definitely, yeah, it definitely could be that way. Uh, but well, like one thing, because I was, uh, you know, I looked, I looked up the, as I looked up the uh, commander's depth chart, uh, and seeing like their starting O line, I recognized some of the names, but for the most part, it's like the famous line from uh, the famous movie Major League. Like, who, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> I think some of them were selling White Walls a few weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, they're like some of the, you know, very, very low free agent list names that we think of during free agent wire, like uh, Charles Leno Jr., uh, Andrew Wiley. Wiley. I know, I know yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, just because he was on the Chiefs, and you know, he has to, he has to announce his name in the, uh, you know, announce his name in the very predominant uh player introductions on sunday night football so i think that's how we mostly know andrew wiley uh sam cosme uh and then the other two are just players i've just never heard of so you know uh and the way the way i've been seeing them handle themselves and how howell has just been taking a beating yeah kind of really feels like uh yeah we should we should feast off him and uh Hopefully he's more, you know, Josh McCown than a budding superstar, at least at least this week. At least this week, yeah. No, I wish him no specific harm in other weeks. <laughs> uh, but one th- I mean, the offensive line, by most accounts, is pretty offensive. Um, and they were ranked lower than our offensive line in every listing I could find, generally in the bottom three. Uh, for offensive lines, and they've been living up to that name so far. Well, what did Lo- how did Lo- did Logan Thomas do anything in the last, in the first two games? 
I think I may have heard his name just a little bit. I do yeah. know he's one of the questionable. He's one of the questionable names. Yeah, I see that. Uh, yeah. Of course, too. Of course, for our listeners, it's former uh, Bills tight end for just a few games. Logan Thomas, more more famous for being a Pro Bowl tight end before we had a Pro Bowl tight end. Uh, after we had uh, after we had parted ways with him, but yeah, looks like he's going to be questionable. Uh, do have to say, you know, uh, some of the supporting cast outside of the offensive line Howell has has been rather impressive. Uh, Brian Robinson chewed up some yards. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's got uh, Antonio Gibson. Not Antonio Gibson. He's barely done anything. He had one nice play, but Terry McLaurin. <laughs> I don't know how I got those names confused, but Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson making some nice plays for them for the surprisingly, you know, we can joke about the commanders all we want, but they're two and zero. We'll see. I do not plan for them to be getting past uh, getting to three and zero after this week. But you know, one it's one of these teams. Like if we're not careful, they could probably they could like slip us up you know uh they've we've definitely had our moments where we we know we're just far superior to this team and it just doesn't uh, show up that way well i don't you know i don't want to be a jinx obviously because <laughs> those are real mm-hmm. and uh the uh <laughs> you know and also there's the whole takes exposed not that they would ever expose my my takes are way too under the radar for that but um you know you can sort of go back and even even if nobody else knows it you know what you said and you know what you did uh but realistically this is there's always pretender two and o's at this time of the year and it's hard not to look at the the Washington Commanders and say that this is not a pretender two and zero. You know, it's like Silent Bob proved me wrong, but uh, or mm. please don't. But um, you know, it's it's you've got Terry McLaurin, McLaurin is great. Sam Howell's a solid quarterback. Brian Robinson is a solid running back. Dotson's a good number two. Uh, Samuel's not bad as a number three, uh, but the depth beyond that are. People who have like the Jameson Crowders of the world, the Byron Pringles of the world. <laughs> um, you know, those players who it's like those players who fantasy gurus and experts will say, Oh, you're gonna love him. He's gonna break out this year. No, 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 this year. No, 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 this year. Yes. And okay. I mean, we always know the we know the hope of Jameson Crowder. We were excited for a little mm-hmm. bit last year, and then you know, it, it was a, or was it two years ago? I lose track of time. Um it was definitely last year. Definitely last, last year. Okay. <laughs> last year's a blur. Um, but I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. one thing that's interesting about this team is most of their units are subpar, but then they have that one unit that is just so unbelievably possibly number one at its position group, at least for the first two weeks. Um, you oh, know, Montez Mutt and Chase, Chase Young finally at. The 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 grizzled age of twenty four, finally starting to figure it out. <laughs> Deron Payne oh, and Jonathan God. Allen are a nightmare in the middle. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I think I know. Uh, I had mentioned I had mentioned in our uh, private conversations that uh, yeah, uh, Deron Payne, especially. I, I've always been a huge Jonathan Allen fan, but Deron Payne has looked almost unstoppable. He's looked at on like a Aaron Donald level so far in the first two games. And he'll be going up against the rookie Osiris Torrance, who has looked uh, very solid in both games he's played. Uh, 
you know, relatively speaking, compared, you know, especially in the first game, compared to the rest of the offensive line, I would say, considering he was going up against Quinn and Williams, mostly it seemed. Uh, but yeah, Deron Payne, there was one, uh, there was one series in particular against the Broncos where uh, Deron Payne was personally responsible for a three and out. And it was the, it was the Broncos uh, right, te- right guard Quinn Minard, so who I remember from uh, you know draft scouting two, three, two years ago or so, who just could not do anything against this guy. And I'm just, I'm really hoping that uh, Osiris Torrance definitely is taking a lot of lots of looks at game film because, as you said, yeah, this uh, this Washington defensive line is definitely could uh, give us some fits. Now I'm excited to see what they do. This could be the time when the, when the offensive line shows its grit. And Osiris Torrance has been, I mean, maybe not a world, but for his first two games, he, he's going up against Quinnen Williams. He's going up against, uh, well, not not as much in the Raiders, but um, <laughs> outside of Max Crosby, there really wasn't much there. But he, you know, Osiris Torrance has looked very good so far. He's looked every inch the part of a man mover, of someone who just sort of keeps his block professional. He hasn't made many mistakes so far. So this could be the game where he really, I mean, he's starting to get a reputation among Bill's Mafia as someone, you know, as, as a, as a good draft pick, I saw somebody uh, who had criticized uh, Bean for his second round pick saying, oh, maybe uh, he might be actually getting better with the second round picks. Uh, there was a chart, actually, mm-hmm. I saw today. It was a neat chart. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, but it went through the value of all the different rounds um, over the last five years, I believe it was. And the Bills came out third in, in this metric. Uh, but for the second round pick, they were 29th out of 32. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, they had some. Yeah, uh, yeah like as well, especially since uh, you know Boogie and Cody Ford, who were two big uh, second round picks, are already off the team. Yeah, that would uh, that would definitely fit the bill. But of course, Cook and hopefully towards still too early. Well, definitely too early to uh, put him in that put Torrance in that metric. But uh, yeah, no, I've I've liked what I've seen so far, and if he if he could just be, you know better than average i think we'd be i'd i'd almost be uh i'd almost be satisfied with that if he's more than that it would be such a blessing the fact that he's lining up next to uh, spencer brown i think Mm -hmm. is could be a very helpful thing uh if spencer brown can build on what he did this week which I don't want to underplay because, as you said, it's hard, it's hard either, to underplay. Yeah. This yeah. I mean, it, it's it's maybe it's just basic confidence, but basic confidence is a pretty large leap for Spencer Brown. And Spencer yeah. Brown was playing an All-Pro uh, game record in Max Crosby, oh, yeah. and he was holding he every time I saw him. Every time I focus on him, he was holding his block. He was, and on the run game, he was breaking up holes for. Um, for Cook left and right, I really thought he and Dawkins excelled again. I don't mean to keep going on this, excelled in the run game. They were really bulldozing. Uh, and that was nice to see. Uh, there was one time that I noticed that Brown got completely blown up. I saw some people talking about it. However, it's kind of easy to forgive him given what happened on the play because <laughs> it was the one where, as, um, as the defender's getting to him, he just sort of eluded and threw the ball where only 
uh, Khalil Shakir could catch it uh, for the touchdown. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It was on that. Yeah. yeah, you can't. Yeah, when you score, you kind of have to be like, ah, whatever happened on that play, maybe that's how it was supposed to be. And obviously, you know, for, oh, however, yeah, probably since like mid 2022 season, that I've definitely, uh, no, I've definitely not been easy on Spencer Brown, and he's probably warranted most of that. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't know who I am because he's <laughs> much larger than, much younger, and much larger than me. He but, calls me uh, every week. And he know, says, I'm, about to, I'm about to tell Murphy. You gotta, yeah, <laughs> you gotta get yeah. him off my back, man. <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, yeah. So, tell him to cut his. Tell him to lay off, <laughs> like call off his dogs. But, it's just uh, really no, hurting I, my feelings. And it's also like for as much shit, as much like shit as I talk about him, it's in my best interest as a fan for him to be good. I don't want to be right about him, so I do have to say it was nice to see him have a big game. I, that's I mean that's always been my feeling about it. I'm I've never been overly for all the positivity I I, I, I the toxic almost toxic positivity I can bring for the Bills sometimes <laughs> I can honestly say that Spencer Brown has not shown much up up till date uh in the NFL uh his first season he had a couple games where he looked good as long as he wasn't playing at left tackle that left tackle game was really bad <laughs> Um, oh, absolutely, and I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that last year uh, he came to the he just started game one. You didn't know who was going to start. He didn't have a full preseason. His back was likely hurting most of the season. But then you saw game one versus the Jets, and yes, the Jets are relentless. But it really felt like not only was he not holding his position correctly, not only was he letting his lankiness not really. You, you, be a deficit for the team his height be a deficit for the team he also just really felt like he was sort of out of completely out of sync and just have almost had the yips and at that point it Mm. felt like okay well this is hopeless so maybe that's why uh just seeing him have a game where i think it was even a little more than just a competent game he had some really solid blocks against one of the better guys in the league so what else can you say Mm -hmm. Hope it, hopefully oh, yeah. he can do the same against uh, either Chase or Montez, whoever's lined up against him, and will have something to cry about. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I would. Lo- oh, I'd love to see him have another big game. Uh, however, just just for uh, safety's sake and just for insurance, I just hope that uh, Josh is very aware of what's coming from all angles. Yeah, week. I imagine he is. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, and, not in the way that it was with the Jets. And then he's got his plan. He knows what he's going to do. He knows he's going to stick to it. And uh, ditto, ditto Dorsey. And I'm looking really forward to seeing what he does against the second good defense if the adjustments uh, translate. Mm-hmm. Because I love so much how they game planned for the Raiders game and what they did and how they used Allen, how they used Cook, um, and how they used the offensive line. And if they can, they don't have to, obviously they don't have to replicate it, but if they can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just have consistent drives and, and do, you know, yes, they're going to be stopped a few times. Yes. Allen is almost certainly going to be sacked a couple times, but mm-hmm. 
just don't let it get in as long as it doesn't get in Alan's head, which I don't think it will. I think that he's in a correction right now and in a good, I think he's in a better headspace, but we'll see. I'm, but I'm excited to see what he does against this Washington front four. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, one thing is interesting with Howell. He only has, like, in two games, only one INT, which isn't, like, I mean, that's a re- relatively average number. I think I'm comparing him to Allen's three that was yeah. in one game. But, uh, no, here's <laughs> an interesting thing. Howell's, Howell's one interception to a linebacker where all three of our Bills' defensive picks have been by linebackers. So, Early in the game, one of the interesting yeah. things I noticed, too, were all the pass defenses. The first four or five pass defenses were all defensive line and uh, um, and linebackers. None from the defensive backs mm-hmm. who you usually expect to get all the get a lot of passes defended. So it's been a lot of elegance. It's, yeah, it's a team. It's a team effort against the pass, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely definitely a good sign so far to see that. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see if you know. I'd like to see us end uh, week three. Uh, positive, positive in the turnover differential, where we are now finally neutral, which is actually a nice place to be, considering where we were. Yeah, uh, after last Monday night. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, Washington. Washington does have a few fumbles on the year, uh, as we see. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to expect that with the amount of times Howell's getting hit. But uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I I think it's going to. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like the Raiders game was, but I think we will win handily. Uh, I'm going to give my prediction as something a little, little in between here from the last week's game. I'm going to say Bills win a 33 to 16. Okay, yeah, it's pretty close to where I'd be going. I might go a little lower. No, I'm going to go with 31. Bills 31. I'm going to say Commanders 13. Thirteen. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 we'll see how it goes, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see what Allen does against the front four. But otherwise, this is a game that the Bills should win and should win relatively easily. But there's always I, I come to realize often there's uh, something that there's a difference between should and the way the Bills actually show up. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I. But I'm gonna Fair. I'm gonna curb that. I'll curb that talk because the Bills. Bills exceeded my expectations last week, and I hope this is a nice run we're going on. And uh, yes, uh, before we go, I'm getting the two-minute warning now from the producers. Uh, but uh, going to make another trivia question this week related to the upcoming opponent. Uh, pretty sure you'll know this one, but we'll, you'll save your answer till after the yep. show, of course, and let next week's guest answer this one. Who is the only Washington quarterback to beat the Bills since Super Bowl twenty six? Wow, you probably That's know that. Question. Yes, well, you. Good question. Yes, yeah. we'll mull it over for a bit, but uh, <laughs> as always, Jason, uh, thank you for coming on. You're definitely now, uh, yes, yeah, still, uh, yes, our number one most had guest now. I think this is your fourth <laughs> appearance on Bills or Bust. Always well, Steve Martin with Bills and Bust. Absolutely, yes. And uh right. <laughs> yes, we'll see we'll see who the Alec Baldwin is, but uh, you have a nice lead on them. <laughs> I will battle them. <laughs> but, absolutely, and we'll be in touch. And also, uh we're gonna be 
watching a game together uh, week four at a new Bills bar in Glen Rock, New Jersey. Yep, Stone and Rail in Glen Rock, New Jersey. Already I love that. It, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, oh, go ahead. Going to be watching uh, my game this week at the aptly named Murphy's Bar in Astoria, which is the Astoria Bills backers. Very excited to be there, and I'm going to tell everybody how that goes. Uh, but once again, Jason, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it, as always. Go Bills. Anytime. And absolutely go Bills. And thank you, Bills Mafia, uh, for tuning in to Bills or Bust. I'm Tom Murphy. Enjoy the game this week, and let's go, Buffalo! Thanks again for listening to Buffalo Bills or Bust. Remember to like and subscribe, leave a comment, and let's go, Buffalo! Buffalo Bills or Bust has been a Samurai Dinosaur production, copyright 2023.